Hi, you're listening to Thoughtful Wellness Revolution, where we believe wellness isn't wellness if it's just for you. We're your hosts, Zara and Hien. And before we get started, please make sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Even though we're a podcast that believes in decolonizing, we're still bound to the algorithm. So every little bit that you can help us out, we really appreciate it. And we thank you for all the support. Let's get into it. Hey, friends. Today, we're doing a very special episode, which is our little gift to our lovely audience. So Valentine's Day is coming up while we're recording this, and it will be out when this episode comes out. And so we want to share the love. And love doesn't just have to come in romantic forms. It comes in platonic, community, familial. And that's why here at Thoughtful Wellness Revolution, we want to share the love with you. So wherever you are, here's a chance to connect with us a little bit more. So we're going to answer some questions for each other today, and you'll get to hear our answers. And if you're interested, we would love if you either send us an email or get in touch with us on social media if you have any answers you'd like to share with us. So normally, since we start with asking each other what's on our mind today, we're just going to get straight into those questions so we can get to know each other a bit better. So I am first going to be asking questions, and my questions are coming from a lovely game by a sweet, sweet friend of mine named Chirini Gobriel, um, who is the creator of the Uncurated Card Company. I'm going to call it company, I think, because it's co, right? That's company. Uncurated Card Company. And it is a game for social gatherings with different levels of a way to get to know each other. So, Hien. I'm going to go ahead and pick my first question here from round one. Ooh, describe your perfect day off. Make Ferris Bueller proud. Wow. Describe my perfect day off. That is such a good question because I haven't had a lot of days off lately. Um, so I would say my perfect day off is one where I can sleep in. I like sleeping in, um, so I can sleep in and I can wake up and go to brunch. I'm pretending in this perfect world, there's like no pandemic or whatever, right? I can say that my perfect day is there's no pandemic. So I'm not gonna worry about going places or seeing people. So I sleep in and I go eat brunch and then I go play Pokemon Go because I'm a little nerd and I still love to play Pokemon Go. I've been really into it um, since like summer 2021. And I'm still really into it now. Um, play Pokemon go and then, um, probably just kind of chill, uh, kind of chill either with my family, like maybe just chilling at home with my family or chilling at home alone, browsing the internet. That's my perfect day off. (laughs) Um, I would love to join you in on that perfect day off. Wow. Um, so fun. Okay. I love that. Okay. So I guess my perfect day off, I'll answer the question as well would be, I mean, I would have to get some brunch in there, but unlike you, I want to wake up early. I like waking up early. So if I have the day off, I want to spend the whole day off, which is maybe a bit too intense for everyone else, but I'm okay with that. Um, so I would like some brunch. I also, I want to go to the beach at some point. I love, this is, this is real Florida girl shit. Um, I just want to be in the sunshine and near the waves. And if we could round out the day by, uh, eating, 
I don't know why. I think I'm just craving this right now. I don't know if this is part of my perfect day or my right now ideal fantasy. I want something with chips and salsa <laughs> and queso. And yeah, yeah, to just like chill out and either like watch a movie or a good show or have, oh my God, such a good conversation with people that I love. That's it. I'm happy. I love that. I mean, I feel like potentially we could combine our perfect day together because I can play Pokemon Go at the beach in Florida, I'm sure. I think that's what we're going to have to do when you come now is play Pokemon Go at the beach. Um, yeah. yeah, I love it. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is fun. Okay. So the next round is round two. I know Tarini has, I don't know where the case is. She has a whole description of how the cards get more intimate on each level. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you could know the answer to one question, what would you ask? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's intense. Or that's like, and that's round two. If I could know the one answer to a question. Yeah. If you could know the answer to one question, what would you ask? Oh my gosh. I feel like, you know, it's, there's no wrong answer to this, right? Like I know there's no wrong answer, but it's like, I'm, I'm judging myself before I even tell you what I'm thinking. But because I know like, oh my gosh, one answer. Like I, I, my mind goes like two ways. It's like, I can try to find like a really deep answer, like the meaning of life or something, but actually this is so silly. But so like, I used to really be into true crime. And so like, I kind of want to know who Jack the Ripper was. Like, I'm just, and it doesn't matter because he's probably dead now, but like, I want to know who the fuck was Jack the Ripper. You know, there's so many theories, but nobody really knows. So that's um, where my mind goes. It got it got dark really fast. <laughs> wow. No, that's such a good one because that is someone they don't know who that is. I have heard randomly. I don't I don't know anything about I don't do true crime stuff. Um, I spend too much time alone to be watching true crime. <laughs> um, but I heard some random thing that he might have been a woman, which I think would be really cool. Yeah, really cool, but also in a scary way. Yeah, I've heard that theory, too, that you know, maybe it was a woman who was maybe like a midwife. And so if she was walking around in the streets of London, there might be some blood on her smock, but nobody would question it. They've thought uh, they've had like many theories of who it could be, but we don't really know for sure. And that's just like one of the first things that came to mind is like Jack the Ripper, true crime. But what about you, Zara? What is one question that you would want to know the answer to? Okay, so I went two ways with this. Obviously, it's a deep question. I would like to know, like, how do we move through everything that's going on in the world right now? Like, what's the quote unquote right way? Because I like to have all the answers, but that is in and of itself a tenant of white supremacy. Um, so my other question is, I want to know what happened to Amelia Earhart. I love that woman. I think she seemed pretty fucking cool. Great, right? We're a little bit curious. Yeah, it's really interesting because there are also theories because that's in, in the true crime world, like they also talk about what happened to her. And I've heard theories about how she possibly landed on like the Marshall Islands or somewhere near there and like actually just kind of lived her life there or was like kept prisoner by the Japanese or something like I've heard like theories on that, but like don't really know there's like no conclusion. But yeah, what what happened to her? Because she was a real badass. Um, wow. Um, I would love if she lived on the Marshall Islands. Uh, that makes me, that gives me a happy ending. So I'm going to just rewrite that one in my brain. Um, 
Okay, so we'll move on to round three. So this question is gonna be a bit deeper. Um, and then you will ask me some questions because I feel like people will be concerned that I'm already on round three of three. <laughs> well, we got two here that fell out. If they're both good, we're gonna answer them. Yikes, these are both the worst, but I'm gonna answer, I'm gonna ask them. How do you both? feel? You're when... gonna ask, you're gonna ask me both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because they go together. Oh, yikes. Okay. Okay. So one is how do you react when you feel angry? And the other is when do you feel insecure? Okay. Wow. Um I feel like when I'm angry, how do I react? I I I think I react by just feeling really, really angry. And depending on what the situation is, I might text somebody and do like little angry face emoji, you know, like the little, mm, the like the red face emoji or like there's the emoji where it's like the red face and it has like the bleeped out mouth because it's like cussing. So like yeah, I might, yeah. I might, you know, send someone a text like that, depending on what it is, if I'm really angry. And then, um, I, but otherwise, if it's not like, if it's for some reason, not a situation where I feel like letting someone know I'm angry, I tend to kind of internalize it and it, I transcend it really fast. Like, and this is something I've talked about with my therapist is that I tend to bypass anger and go straight into sadness. And so that's kind of like what I do. It's like, I'm angry, but then quickly, I'm just like really sad. And, um, I know that sounds like maybe it's not the worst thing, but I have, to, I have had to work to like really honor my anger because a lot of times your anger is there for a reason and it deserves to be honored the way we honor joy, happiness, sadness, grief, like the way we try to make space for these other difficult emotions. Um, it's harder for me to make space for my anger. So I'll just be honest and say that I'm working on it. Lots, lots to be angry about, right? So, so I've been working on it. And then what was the other one about being insecure? When do you feel insecure? When do I feel insecure? I feel insecure when I forget to practice self-compassion, basically. So I'm really big on self-compassion. If you know me, you'll know that. Um, and if I forget to practice self-compassion, then I get insecure. Because if I forget to practice self-compassion, then I'm going to feel like really hard on myself, like harder on myself than I would need to be even. Um, and then I would end up comparing myself to other people for no reason. And we all know that's not a good idea. Like if you take nothing from this podcast, like don't be comparing yourself to other people. It does not help. Um, so yeah, that's when I'm insecure for getting self-compassion and then spiraling into comparison. Wow. Um, thank you for your answer. And thank you for answering first, because I was just going to answer that of like, I'm a heart type. So like all the time, um, but it is true. Like it's all the time when I forget to practice self-compassion. Um, yeah, just to like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be mean to yourself. Don't judge yourself. Um, you don't need to feel insecure in this moment. So yeah, thank you for that one. Um, and I'm sure there are other things that make me feel insecure. Um, oh, right. And then how do I react when I feel angry? Uh, well, I think you'll get a different answer from a lot of different people in my life about this one. Um, so in college, my friends used to call it my Muhammad Ali coming out. Um, my last name is Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, the infamous boxer. So like when Zara gets mad, you'll see her Muhammad Ali. 
Um, <laughs> so I think that gives you a pretty good overview of what I can react like when I'm angry. And it's interesting that you said this anger goes to sadness because I was going to say the other thing I can do with anger is push it down and go to either sadness or just like ignore it until it bubbles up into a Muhammad Ali situation. Um, but I would like to proudly say as an adult who has gone to a lot of therapy and continues to go to therapy when necessary, uh, that I now react when I'm angry in a lot better ways of more just raging about it silently or with another person that is not involved in the anger and then finding a way to constructively express and honor, like Hien said, what I need to share with other people. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now That's good. You know, I'm glad that you found a way to deal with anger in a more healthy way. I don't think that most people know how to deal with anger in a healthy way. We're not taught to deal with anger. We're taught anger is a bad thing and you shouldn't feel it. Right. So it's like crazy when especially as women, we're socialized that anger is a bad thing, like a really bad thing for us because it upsets the men. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they are only allowed to be angry. Yeah, yeah, they're not allowed to go to sadness. Right. Because that's, that's a, why would you cry? Don't be such a girl. Yeah, yeah, it's that <laughs> bullshit. So really interesting that this is where we are at in our conversation about anger in society, but that's how this podcast rolls. So those were Zara's questions. I also have questions from another like game. And so I am sharing um, questions from a game called the chakra game. And it's a board game actually, where you answer questions inspired by the chakras and there's a board game element to it, but clearly, you know, Zara and I are not doing the board game element because we are not even in the same state. And so I just decided, you know, because this is our Valentine's day special that I am going to be answering um, questions from the heart chakra. And so I'm going to read a little bit about what uh, the the card says about the heart chakra. Uh, The heart chakra controls self-love as well as love for others. It integrates the other seven chakras and is the pass-through point for the higher chakras. Improving this chakra allows for emotional healing, trust, openness, and love. And so I have three questions to also ask and answer with Zara. So the first one is, When was the last time you cried and what made you feel better? Okay. Um, For full disclosure of being transparent on our podcast, I already knew Hien was going to ask me this one because she asked if it was okay because it's a hard life right now for everyone. So we want to be mindful of that. Um, But for me, the last time I cried was last night. I was like, I just want to watch a movie, you know, like a dumb rom-com where I know how it's going to end or whatever. And so just like whatever was on the first screen was one of, I think it's called The Switch. Um, and it stars Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman. And wow, okay, I remembered it being like kind of a dumb movie and like, wow, wow, how did this get made when it, it came out? Like this is like, but it is, I rewatched it now and it is supreme, nice guy, doesn't get what he wants, does... I'm going to call it reproductive assault on his best friend lies about it for several years and then uh, breaks up her engagement party to say, just kidding. I'm actually your kid's dad, not this random guy. Um, And then she chooses him 
and they raised the kid together. And I was so mad at the end that I cried because I was like, and I also cried because like, even when she was giving him the speech at the end, like, you know, the music and the thing, I was getting sentimental and teary eyed. And I was like, this is, I was so mad even. So it was making me cry more because I was like, I'm so mad that I'm crying at this, at this quote unquote sweetness of this, but actually like, this is a bad movie about a bad man who does a bad thing to someone he's supposedly friends with. And then she loves him. Um, and so what made me feel better after that <laughs> um, was writing down a lot of the thoughts that I shared with you all and probably a few pages more of why that movie should not exist and how I think we should really, maybe we could start a secondary podcast where we review rom-coms and talk about traumatic dating tropes like that's it's so bad he okay yeah yeah I'm gonna stop because I don't want to go on about this movie for five hours but wow wow that was actually one of the more interesting answers I think that could come from a question like this right (laughs) like I did not expect all that um yeah that sounds like a terrible ending I don't know what's up with movies and forcing people to like terrible people to end up getting redeemed somehow like that's weird to me like I've noticed they do that in like movies and tvs like the whole redeeming arc but like mm, I don't know that that's weird and it was legitimately like one scene between him breaking up her to be engagement party and her relationship and blowing up her life in front of her child to the next scene where she's like well you can't not be in the kid's life and I guess you can't not be in mine either and that was like the end of the movie. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. There's no that. redemption arc where he like really works to get it back. No, no. She just realizes, no, this is the man I love. Reproductive assault, man. Wow. Um, that, that's really something. Um, let me think about, now let me think about what I last was crying over. So, you know, sometimes... I will be honest and say sometimes I also cry when I watch things. I can't remember exactly what was the last thing I cried at because when I watch things, I don't like usually let myself like full on cry. I tend to just like kind of tear up a little bit and I don't really, I mean, I guess it counts, but like I don't remember what it was. Um, Like I'll be honest and say, so it's like, if you get it, you'll get it. If not, that's okay. If you don't understand why I would cry with this, but um, I watch a TV show called Young Justice. It's like an animated um, DC show and there's like many seasons and they have like a really popular, not popular, but like they have a very big or passionate, maybe not big, but they have a very passionate fan base where like the show was done after like two seasons and then the fans rallied for them to get season three and then season four just came out and it gets really fucking emotional. Like it's animated. It used to be on Cartoon Network. So it used to be like a technically a kid's show, but there's some like more universal slash possibly adult themes it's now on HBO Max. So it's not so kiddie anymore. Like it's like, it, it's, it can be a little bit gory with like the fight scenes. Um, but there's some, this season, season four, there's some really emotional arcs. And so I definitely tear up and cry watching. I can't tell you exactly like which episodes, but basically season four of Young Justice has been making me cry. And um, what I make myself, what do I do to make myself feel better? Um, I just tell myself it's a TV <laughs> tell myself it's a tv show and like yes the characters go through some really like heartbreaking scenarios but like it's a tv show um yeah but i'll be honest and say yes i do cry watching cartoons oh yeah 
That's, I also cry watching TV shows. And look, if anyone wants to talk about how cartoons can't have character development and all that stuff, let's talk about Adventure Time because that show is fucking magic. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's all the good cartoons. Oh my gosh, Adventure Time definitely makes me cry. I have cried, I cried so much watching the finale of that show. And then they have on HBO Max Adventure Time Distant Lands where they have like extra, it's like, it's not a reboot. It's just like another series with some of the same characters. And I also cried watching that. So like, even you mentioning it makes me want to cry. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. But then I tell myself, like, it's just a TV show. And it's not, it's not really even about me crying at the characters. It's me crying at the themes, right? It's me crying at the themes and the emotions that come up. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal. I love that. Thank you. And and that's so nice. I cry heartwarming stuff all the time it's great yeah you heard that everybody it's great crying at heartwarming stuff so um the next question to ask uh, from the heart chakra questions to ask zara is this when was the last time you felt oddly connected to someone you had just met we need to take some time to think that over that's okay but when was the last time you felt oddly connected to someone you had just met Okay, well, I'll say it's a pandemic, so I'm not meeting tons of new people all the time. Um, And I am not trying to give anyone's identity away, so I won't say the identity of this person, but I, and I'm gonna say party, but I mean that very liberally as like a gathering of a few people. Um, But I met a friend's girlfriend at a party and I had never met her before. And friend an acquaintance's girlfriend who I was like this person's fine um but the girlfriend I was like wow I love you so much and I feel like every conversation it's like one of those where you're just like drawing into each other and you just want to keep talking um so yeah that was the last time I felt oddly connected to someone that I had just met and I don't know if that counts because she's like I guess in my group of people I don't know either way that's my answer how about you Hien? Yeah, you know, that's the thing is like, because uh, I'm also not meeting a lot of people to the pandemic, it's harder to answer that. Um, You know, I feel like pre pandemic, uh, there were some people I met in my local community who I like quickly became friends with and whatnot. But like now that I'm trying to think within like the last year or two, and it's really hard to answer. I mean, I, I feel like um, I'm trying to think, well, I guess I'm thinking about it in terms of like, maybe students I've had. And so like, um, but then, yeah, you're just gonna have to accept like a pre-pandemic question or answer, I guess. Um, so I guess pre-pandemic, I used to teach, um, high school. I used to teach, um, yoga part-time at a high school. And I feel like there are just some students who I feel like I could imagine like, oh, like if I was your age and I was also a student, like I would, like I'd be in your friend group, you know? And so I remember students like that because I th- I'm thinking about them as just like, they were so silly and they were so like honest. And, you know, thinking about like in high school, when you're like a young person, like that shit's hard, right? And this was like pre-pandemic, but like even pre-pandemic being a teenager was really difficult and really hard. But, you know, um, I remember some students of mine were like, I 
I'm not in contact with them. I don't know how they're doing, but like, I hope they're doing really good because I remember thinking of them and being like, wow, I really like admire you and respect you. Like, like, you know, and I'm the teacher, right? Like usually you would think like, oh, uh, the student is supposed to admire and respect the teacher. But, you know, I'm thinking about a student I had who I feel like really, like I respect and admire them. And like, I, I'm so happy that they are a young adult in the world because I know that they're the type of person we need in the world. I'm thinking about a student in particular who is very like honest about um, like wanting to advocate for other people in the world. And it's interesting because it's like I'm a yoga teacher, but somehow I find out these, you know, just as a, when you're a teacher, you find out these things about your students. And so I'm thinking about that student and like, you know, I know they're in college now and I just hope they're doing well because I just remember thinking like, wow, this kid is cool. And like, I can imagine if I, you know, was in high school now, I would be friends with this kid. So I hope that's not like a weird answer, but that's what I can think of, of like pre-pandemic. No, I love that because um, the answer I originally wanted to give was from a few years before the pandemic. It was like from many years ago. Um, but I also love the way you said that. It's like, if I were their age, I would be friends with them because I feel that way about someone I know's kid. I'm like, oh, if we were the same age, we would be the same kind of weird. Um, and now I look back at like my high school teacher and mentor and recognize that's probably also why she liked me part of the way is because like our friend group would have been her friend group in high school. And I love that. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to think about, you know, um, the impact that like your teachers had on you, but then also thinking now you probably had an impact on them as well. Like, I definitely know that from my experience I've had as a teacher, even part-time, even with yoga, that there have definitely been students who impacted me and taught me things. Oh, absolutely. I still have like kids, students that I talk about and think about and adult students that I talk about and think about. And I know for a fact that I, and <laughs> I sound so arrogant saying this, but I don't fucking care. And if she ever listens to it, she'll laugh. Um, I know that I influenced my high school teacher because we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> and I spent a lot of time with her outside of school after that because I loved her and I she did a lot of my internship work with her. But yeah, I don't know why I needed to share that, but I did. Oh, no, I think that's really sweet. I think that's really sweet. Um, so the last question as part of the hot, the hot, the heart chakra um, is what were you doing the last time you felt at one with nature? So I will say that this one is a bit hard for me because in the last year, my body has not been in natural rhythm. So to be out in nature has been uh, less than I would like. So, but I am going to still have to go to the beach. I don't know. I love being in the water and feeling the sand. I feel really connected. Um, wow, this is, I almost said, <laughs> uh, I feel really connected to like the universe and everyone and everything and just like something so much bigger than myself being in the water and near the water. So yeah, well, how about how about you? When was the last time you really felt at one with nature? That is an interesting question. Um, it's really, it's probably the most abstract one I've asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I I think the last time I felt at one with nature was probably, it sounds like really silly and kind of goes to like how I think about these like spiritual topics, but probably like doing tarot cards or something. Like sometimes 
I like to play with like tarot cards or Oracle cards. And sometimes there's just a message that like hits really like, I don't know, just like really hits really deep or like just feels really on point. And then I just get this like spiritual feeling of like, oh, like this is just a theme in life and I'm just a part of life and nature. And like, there's no separation between me and nature. Unlike the card symbolism, you know, oftentimes with like some tarot decks, you know, it shows people out in nature. It shows people outside or objects outside. Or yeah, like most, I think most of it is with like people outside. And so like, there's that kind of theme that comes in through some of the cards that I use. And so that's probably the last time I felt one with nature was like getting a message from the tarot cards that just reminded me that I am not apart from nature, basically. Oh, I love that. Um, Cause I also didn't think about tarot. Um, Cause I use cards as well. And it was, it, yeah, yeah. You do feel really connected when you find a message and you're like, this just resonates for me. Oh, I love your depth and for insight. And I want to say like thinking out of the box. Cause I was like, yeah, have to be in nature to feel connected to nature. And it's like, no, well, <laughs> it's also, also- tarot. Yeah, it could be tarot or spirituality. It could be even your own humanity, right? Like, yeah, part of nature. Like, I, I, I think because something else I was sort of thinking about is funny enough. I like, I feel a little bit funny sharing this, but this was another thing I was thinking about. Is like, I feel like my sexuality reminds me that I'm at one with nature. Like, I know that's like going places where it's like. And like, you know, yeah. I'm not like a sex educator or anything, but like, I feel like my sexuality makes me one with nature. I think my hunger makes me one with nature. I think a lot of like the moods that I feel because of the moon cycle makes me one with nature. Um, but I was, I don't know. It just felt, I don't know why I didn't share that outright at first, but I feel like it's all kind of the same answer. It's like Taro slash my sexuality slash the moon cycles. Makes, makes no, me- I thank you. I love that because you also bring up such an interesting point is that humans are a part of nature. So it's really weird that we feel disconnected from nature all the time where it's like, I'm like, yeah, have to be in nature to be a part of nature. And it's like, no, no, you're a living organism on a floating rock through space. You are in fact part of nature. Um. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And now I just feel like I'm just really weird and woo woo. And now everybody knows, but that's okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to hide that or anything. Um, But yeah, so those were our uh, three questions to each other. Is there anything else you want to share, Zara? (sighs) This has been a really beautiful experience. And I would love if we did this again. Um, Also, I do want to highlight, I know that the last three questions came from the heart chakra game, but I, or the, the chakra game from the heart section, heart chakra section. I do want to just again, state, that the first three questions came from a beautiful game by Trini Gobriel um, called Uncurated. And it is a lovely card game to take to parties, to get to know people, to have real conversations. Um, and I, she also is not asking us to wrote us. This is not a paid advertisement. She is literally a friend I made at a conference. I bought this game when it came out. I love it so much. I take it with me to places quite regularly. So this is not an advertisement. Um, it's not paid at least it is just me endorsing something that I love and from someone that I love and I think we should talk a bit just to share uh, where we're at with season two because this is our surprise bonus episode Valentine's Day Ken do you want to share where we're at in that process yeah so we are at the point where 
we have most of the season two episodes done. So that's really exciting. Um, we have most of the season two episodes will be ready, like just to like upload and release soon. And then um, I think there's like one more interview we're doing. We're doing one more interview later this month. Um, and then can I can I say when season two is coming out? I know that's why I pass it off to you because I was like, I, I want to say like, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. That, we're committing to it. You know Exactly. What I mean? yeah, yeah. We're out committed. So season two is going to be released on March 16th. So season two is going to be released on March 16th. We have a lot of juicy conversations. We also have good bonus conversations and we just can't wait for you to hear it. So this has been a very special episode of Thoughtful Wellness Revolution. We hope that you enjoyed it. We would love to hear some of your answers. And also, if you guys are interested in having like, we don't know what this will look like yet. And maybe this won't be a thing because I'm literally saying this on camera for the first time is to have a space where we can all talk about the answers, right? Because it would be really nice to have like a discussion. But yeah, if you're interested where you would like to have a conversation with other listeners of the podcast and us about these questions, send us some ideas. Yeah, you can send us ideas at thoughtfulwellnessrevolution at gmail.com. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Thoughtful Wellness Revolution podcast. For bonus content, you can go to thoughtfulwellnessrevolution.substack.com and subscribe for $5 a month. You can also follow us on Instagram at thoughtfulwellnessrevolution to share your thoughts. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening. 